The FT. Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has won a fourth term in office after an election in which he beat off a challenge from centre-left opposition leader Isaac Herzog, and which turned out to be not quite as knife-edge as polls had suggested. I'm Fiona Simon, and on the line with me is our Jerusalem correspondent John Reed to discuss the result. Hi, John. Hi, Fiona. How decisive a victory was it for Mr. Netanyahu in the end? In the end, he won 30 seats, six more than Mr. Herzog's party, who got 24. And by the standards of Israeli politics, a very fragmented Knesset, that is definitely a decisive victory. It's one quarter of the seats in the Knesset and puts him in prime position to form the next coalition. Doing so isn't necessarily going to be easy, but again, by the fragmented standards of Knesset arithmetic, it's pretty good. So what happens now and who are likely to be his coalition partners? Uh, what happens now is Riven Rivlin, the president, goes to the party leader who he thinks has the best chance of forming a coalition and asks him to begin doing so. This will almost certainly be Mr. Netanyahu, as the center-left just doesn't have the numbers to form a coalition. And the leader is then given uh, 42 days to assemble a coalition. His likely partners will certainly be Naftali Bennett's uh, Jewish home. His former foreign minister, Avigdor Lieberman, also managed to make it into Knesset again and would be a very likely partner, as would the two Orthodox Jewish parties, UTJ and Shas. Now, taken all together, that's still only 57 seats, so... Netanyahu will need to bring in one of the centrist parties, either Moshe Kahlon's new Kulanu party, which is seen as the likeliest candidate, or Yair Lapid's Yeshatid. So is the makeup of this coalition in the end likely to be pretty similar to the last? The short answer is we don't know. I mean, one other scenario is if these deliberations or, or talks with the two centre parties, Mr. Lapid and Mr. Kahlon, go nowhere, there still is the possibility of a grand coalition with Mr. Herzog's party. Now, I think this is a little far-fetched after this particular election, but it certainly wouldn't be unprecedented. Israel's had grand coalitions before. So does this mean that Israeli policy is going to remain largely unchanged? That's a very good question. In the last days of this campaign, Mr. Netanyahu went very hard for far-right voters, his statements he made on the Palestinians and Arab voters turning out in droves. And, you know, this may very well just have been electorally inspired, but it may also be him showing a true face that we'll see after the election in the form of a more right-wing government. Again, it will depend on which parties come in and under what terms. So given that he did rule out a two-state solution during his election campaign, where does this leave the peace process with the Palestinians? pretty much nowhere. The reaction from the Palestinians to the electoral result in uh, Mr. Netanyahu's statements over the last week were very harsh. Uh, Sai Barakat came out today and said this showed Israel's true face and that the Palestinians would be pushing their case for international justice that much harder at the International Criminal Court, which is, I guess, the opposite of a peace negotiation. A lot of Israelis and indeed some Palestinians would say he was basically just recognizing the reality that we live with, which is there is no peace process, that the chances of achieving a successful negotiation given both sides' hard positions is very low. But it still begs the question, if there is no peace process, then what is there? What is there in Israel? What arrangements are made for the three to four million Palestinians living behind a security barrier in the West Bank and Gaza? And um, what's the roadmap? What lies ahead? 
I think there's a chance Netanyahu will find some way of backing down from these statements because it really removes a major fig leaf in Israel's relations with Europe and the U.S. Even under right-wing governments, there was a semblance of a peace process. And if there is no peace process, then the question must be asked, and what is there? Israel's relations with Europe and the U.S. have already been at something of a low. Do you see this as likely to deteriorate further? I think it's extremely likely to deteriorate further. I do think Mr. Netanyahu's statements this week alarmed and angered a lot of people in Europe and the U.S. who follow this issue closely. If Netanyahu brings in one of the centrist parties, either Mr. Lapid or Mr. Kahlo's party, the weight of this party on its own won't be enough to sway coalition policy on, as I said, a very moribund peace process. The one caveat I would add is that we can't rule out a grand coalition that Mr. Rivlin, the president, has said would be his favorite outcome from a split vote, which to some extent this was. If Mr. Herzog were to enter a grand coalition, then indeed that would be a big enough party to change Israel's policies towards the Palestinians, or at least its rhetoric, and in turn make for a more conciliatory relationship with the outside world. But again, there's a lot of steps between here and there. We have no idea what this coalition is going to look like. Thank you very much, John. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc., 